Page Wars, nothing but Page Wars. Hey guys, welcome to Page Wars. I am Steel Saunders and I do not have time, most of the time, to read books and novels from the Star Wars universe and comics. And co- I was just going to say, and comics. Yeah, well, I knew I was going to get a correction. You, you, you're relishing <laughs> that I've made a faux pas this early. You're so yeah. happy. It's been a while. I'm ready to like to jump the gun. Okay. Well, I don't have time for any of that business <laughs> or patience. I'm running out of time and patience for this show already. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So we have our buddy King, the King of all pods. We are on the King Tom Podcast Network, a network <laughs> too grand for just one feed. Too great to be real. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that, that's, there's nothing more 2021 than that. Um, Welcome back to our show. My co-host, King Tom Chansky. Hello, Steel. Hello, everyone out there. I would say thanks for having me, but like you said, this, this is our show. Yeah. What do you, so, so you seemed like honestly gratified at that introduction. It was a very nice, it's been, first of all, it's been a while since we've talked. It was a no, very no, no. nice introduction. I, 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 it's been a while since you've been introduced well. That's, that's what I think. That, I think so too, because most of the other introductions uh, that I'm involved in last 45 Jeez. minutes. The man we call Junk <laughs> Junk. Like, <sighs> at least you get your nickname right. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just shout out to our, our, our bros over at the Sith List podcast, mm-hmm. of course. But, hey, Patreon bonus uh, program this is, but mm-hmm. it's episode 18. Yep. Which means two things, Tom. What's mm-hmm. thing number one? Uh, that it's it's going to be on the free feed. Exactly. Unless that's thing number two. No, no, no. Okay. It was interchangeable, but I figured okay. you'd get that one. Okay. Do you know what number two is? That this episode has to be good because it's on the free feed. Ah, oh, you got them both right. That's great. <laughs> we, we each. This is the thing behind the scenes, you guys. Every time we're about to start recording, <laughs> and I'll go, "Oh, what episode is this?" And then it's like oh, checking our feeds and stuff. And so, as soon as Tom found out it was divisible by three, he's like, "Oh, gotta make it good." I barely know what book we're doing. Really? No, I I know. You're scaring me. So um if you're new to um the Page Wars show in the Steel Wars um Potterverse as part of the King Tom Podcast Network. I don't have time most of the time to read these books and eh, words. Um but I like to stay up to date. So King Tom will um, give us the gist of the book. His um, industries, they fear it in publishing. The turn it or burn it rating, right? Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, Tom, I, um, I was, I was, I was going to do some uh, pre-production work and get some <laughs> burn it videos ready. You love those burn it videos. Uh, I gotta tell you, don't look up book burning though. <laughs> no. Oh, 
You just use that scene from uh, Indiana Jones. Zero buys. Zero buys. Um, I, I think you could talk more about, about the book burning videos than we could talk about the books sometimes. Well, not the book burning videos. The the, the burning well, like the, the burning video. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when they when the dudes burnt down their own house or whatever. It's fantastic. Which is a, this is good sizzle to watch the video version. Sizzle um, burning. Just, uh, ah. Uh. Right, I feel like we should pack up now after that. that was, <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, so what book are we going to do today, Tom? This is Victory's Price by Alexander Freed, the third book in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. How much was it? I don't know. So you don't know the price I, of Victory? I, I bo- oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> 1999. Credits. Yes. Hey. Before we get into it, right? So this is book three of the Alphabet Squadron. Yes. Okay. What's up with this Geode character? <laughs> Geode a- rocks. Oh, kill me. <laughs> Stone. I'm not stoning you. <laughs> uh, Geode is a character from the Claudia Gray novel Into the Dark, which is a a High Republic novel that we have not talked about yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a navigator on an independent freighter that the Jedi use. Uh, and he appears a, a number of times. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I want to save it for the podcast when we talk about this book, uh, but Geode is, is a Spit it solid, out, He's a solid, solid character in the book. It's, I will admit it, at first it seems like a gimmick where, yeah, there's, there's a rock. He's a a rock. He's a rock. He's an alien that's a rock, yes. And. How big a rock? I think like maybe four feet tall. Two and a half feet wide, dude. That's you could. That's a tourist uh, attraction, pretty much. And uh, how does Geo- it get? About? How does it get about? That's a good question. Like the characters in the some of the characters in the book who are not familiar with Geode think it's all a joke. How meta? Yes, and like he moves from one place to the other somehow. What, do people say, how did Geo get here? And they're like, eh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he walked or rolled or whatever. Now, okay, so is it touched upon that people don't know how he gets around? Or... Yes. Yes, it is. It is. But so, in the so, end, so in the book, they're going, how does this some people, get around? Some people are, but he's a navigator on a ship. The crew of the ship, oh, that's Geo. Yeah, he'll, 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 he's been talking. He gets around. How does he talk? I don't know. They say he talks. Let me guess. This is why you don't read books. (laughs) 
So does he have any conversations in the book? Not, no, not, not how you or I would converse. What does that mean? Stop. He does. There is no dialogue. Does he think? Do we get geos? Not, not that, nothing that we are exposed to. So no. Correct. Why are you being so cagey about Geo? Because part of it is I don't, I don't oh, well, okay. It's not that I don't want to spoil it, but I don't want to answer wrong. So in the book, mm-hmm. characters wonder how he gets to another room. Yes. Characters who are not familiar with him or his species. Is he naked? He doesn't wear clothes. Are there any pictures of Geode out there in the, uh, on the internet? I believe, uh, you know, they've been doing these little animated videos for the High Republic. Dude, they've got one on Geode? I, I, I don't think it's of him, but he's in it. All right, we're checking this out, buddy. This is... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, you watched any, um, you watched any, uh, Ewoks or... Um, if I give you the, the real answer, I might get thrown off the, the, uh, (laughs) this podcast. No, I have not. Uh, because my, my kids don't like the Ewok movies. Uh What about a cartoon? I haven't tried the cartoon yet. Okay. Hey, um, I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's cute to watch. Yeah. The cartoon. But I don't know for how long. Like they just put up like sixty-two or something mask episodes. On I Amazon heard about Prime. that. I heard about that. So I was like, I won't watch the first one because that was be the one I've probably seen the most. So I, I went mm-hmm. like to fifty-five or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not. Doesn't hold up. It doesn't. <laughs> Theme song's good, but like the <laughs> concept's good, but the. It's so the like toys slow. were great. Oh, amazing. The best. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so what character would it be? I've got um uh, I'm trying to f- look a- that up a- my Addy Sunzi Baraga, no. who's it wouldn't be him, Martian Renault, Skia. I mean, um, I'm trying to which one of these would it be? Arthur sure. Chris. What about Jedi Knight Ventresta 
row. No. Um, it was a few weeks ago. Sean Rowling's it was one of these I could have sworn that it was in oh try the 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 Drengear one I think that might have been it I right there Let's see what's going on over here Can you hear this? I can't hear it. I can see it. Oh. So you can't hear this noise? Okay, I hear that, yes. Plant-like creatures, the Dringir have a strong connection to the dark side of the Force, thriving off chaos and imbalance. The Dringir see all other forms of life as food, and they prefer their meat to be alive when it is eaten. Oh. For some time, these evil creatures lay dormant on an abandoned space station until they were unwittingly released by a group of Jedi that found themselves marooned there. As the beasts arise from their... Alright, neither of these two are rock? No. Okay, we'll move on. Slumber, they return to their warlike ways and look to satisfy their voracious hunger. With the Jedi spending more time aboard the station. They begin to experience wicked visions and feel a sense of impending doom Ugh. linked to the Dringir. The ancient and twisted Dringir represent a new threat to the noble Jedi and the galaxy at large. How can you blow I, it? I did. I, I, I really messed up. Um... Could have sworn it was in that one. You sure it's not this Addy Sunzi? Try that one. Centuries before the rise of the Empire, prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of the High Republic. Padawan Addy Sunzi is a bright student based at the Jedi Research Outpost on Batu, where she and her fellow Jedi study ancient artifacts found in the fringes of the galaxy. Addy is a Miriallan. A purple-skinned alien whose face is adorned in traditional tattoos that symbolize personal achievements. For Addy, one of her proudest achievements. How's that she gets tattooed in the clip? Did you see that? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Was I was, I was looking the... down trying to figure. Oh wait, there's. I know which one it is. The tattoo's got like, blop blop blop. Oh, watch, watch. I'll show you. Get a tattoo. Ready? Get those tats. Oh. Okay, yeah. In traditional tattoos that symbolize personal achievements. So which one do you think it's in? Um, I, I didn't see it in the directory there, but search. Okay, L-E-O-X space G-Y-A-S-I. Yeah, Leox. That, that fir- yeah, that first one. Um, oh. None of these. That, are, wait, wait. Uh, scroll back up. None of these are by Star Wars. Th- that. Yeah, I'm. Oh wait, weird. It, you know what? Oh, it's on. It's it's on this video. Yes, note. yeah, it's in the back there. 
Um, what? Is that Tim, that block? Yeah. All right. So the, it, the it video. Here's a quick glimpse. Centuries before the yeah, rise of the it. empire, prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era right. of the high. It's just a bootleg we're watching. Leox yeah. Jossie is the eccentric pirate so of a vessel. So he's like Matthew McConaughey of space. Co-piloted. <laughs> Look at you. Yep. I didn't realize it'd be like a rectangle. Uh, yeah. I was picturing more uh, just a stone, but like Matthew. Easter Island. No, I just pictured, like, a stone you'd find on the ground. But oh, okay. So, yeah, he's... ...by Appy Hollow and navigated by Geo. Who- how did Geo get there for that photo? Oh, I mean, how did she get there for that photo? On her feet. ...appears to be a rock. Leox is a charming rogue from the frontier. When a group of Jedi seek transportation to the Outer Rim, Leox and his loyal crew are hired. But disaster strikes as debris from a horrific accident littered across hyperspace. Wait, so is Geode a Jedi or not? No. No. I thought he was a Jedi. Threatens to tear the vessel apart, but it'll take more than a galaxy-wide disaster to play Leox's go-with-the-flow attitude. With his effortless... Geode, um, he seems to be taking it in stride. Yeah, he's he's a cool character. The others are they're stressed out in the in the ship in this little animation, mm-hmm. and Geode's just like stone faced. <laughs> uh, nice, nicely done. Uh, Piloting, Appy's efficient repairs, and Geode's quick response, the vessel safely exits hyperspace, presumably in the middle of nowhere. With the transportation business flourishing, ferrying immigrants to the frontier, native pirates flocked against these outsiders. All right, that's about it. <laughs> All right, Geode. So I, I gather you're a fan. I am. It's, I, I don't want to see Geode everywhere, but for the way the character was used in this book, I, I do, approve. Do, do you want to see the rock in live action? Bring it. Mm, very um, like like I, I like I know it like it's a bummer because it's like you you know like the crazy people I, I see mm-hmm. you know crazy people going on about it. Mm-hmm. it. It just takes the fun out of my good hearted just being baffled by it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. The the people who are upset about this sort of thing like genuinely upset, offended. I like seeing that sort of thing. <laughs> Cause they're the ones who love the idea of Luke Skywalker falling in love with a spaceship or Chewbacca getting killed by a moon, but Oh, oh you have a rock and, and they're delicate star Wars sensibilities. Okay. That's interesting. I, I would take, um, I'd take the rock over the falling in love with the spaceship. I remember reading that when I was little and just like, dude, this is pathetic. It was bad. Like, that was bad. No, like him. It's just like, don't fall in love with a spaceship, dude. Mm -hmm. Or a ghost. Neither. Hey, we we still have to do with his uh, bachelor party. Oh, yeah. The comic series. Star Wars Union. Star Wars Union. All right. Geo. That's all. That's all. It's all you need to know. 
That's all you could. So do we expect further adventures with Geo just randomly popping up in different rooms? I wouldn't. I, I don't think so. Uh, the Leox, Geode, and the, the other, the co-pilot they were with, they are an important part of that book, but I have a feeling the High Republic material will be about the the Jedi and their journey against um, the Nile. I don't think it's going to be about them, but hey, you never, they could always say that Geode was in one of the ships on Exegol in the Rise of Skywalker because we don't know how long they live. Wow. Now I, I'm going to rewatch that film tonight after you've <laughs> see if I can see him. In a Look cockpit. in every single cockpit. Wow. Yeah. I, I, one of, when I did that scoring thing, like I mm-hmm. scored every scene of, of yeah. the Rise of Skywalker, I never forget the irony. I'd just been ranting about the Naboo Starfighter. Like you can't, you got to freeze frame to even see. I haven't even seen it, and then I f- pause the film just randomly, and mm-hmm. it's like paused. I didn't even know. Like I'm, like I've never seen it in the movie, and it's just like blurry, dead center yeah. of my screen. Great times, great times. Okay, reintroduce the book to us. Okay, um, this is the final part of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy a series of books that take place within the year after the Battle of Endor. They tell the story about a group of fighter pilots put together by the New Republic designed to take down Shadow Wing, which is a very effective squadron of TIE fighter pilots. Um, the main that, character... May I ask one question? Yes. Is it Alphabet Squadron because of all the different ships? Yes. There's an X-Wing, A-Wing, Y-Wing, and B-Wing. Brilliant. Keep going. Yeah. Um, the main character in the books is Eureka Quell, a former TIE fighter pilot who flew for Shadow Wing. Um, this sounds like, un- like uh, the season four of Cobra Kai in space. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath... Um, I, I think his name is pronounced Soren Keys. He's the he's the he's like the ace pilot of Shadow Wing, and um, he has his own agenda. So she leaves and jo- and ends up joining. She gets captured. She surrenders and ends up getting recruited into Alphabet Squadron. Hera. General Sundula is in charge of Alphabet Squadron and was in the previous two books. Um, in, in a lesser role, she's a much larger presence in this book. Um, in the last one, the middle part, everything went to hell for Alphabet Squadron. Eureka left Alphabet Squadron to go join up with the Empire again. What? Yeah, so... So she's doubled back. She's doubled back, but she's actually a triple agent. Oh, God. Because she's really... Because... Not even the Rock saw that coming. <laughs> but the Rock was there the whole time. Um, so, like, the squadron feels torn apart because they don't have their in-the-field leader, but they're also all very upset with her for going to them. Are we in the spoiler so, bit now? 
No, we're not in the spoiler. Okay, game. I was about to. I, I, like, I, I wasn't okay. sure whether you were saying spoilery things or not. So this is all stuff from the second book, right? Second so. and first book. And here's the thing: this, these books, this series, a lot of people don't like it, and I get that. Um, these are all new characters, both on the 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 heroes and the villains, all new and. I don't, sometimes Freed's writing style isn't always easy to follow um, because he also likes to introduce new locations and new concepts for those locations. So it's it's and I don't know if, if the second book if if it was a turn it or burn it it might have been a burn it. Ooh. Um. So I, I understand that that this isn't the easiest series to follow, uh, but. Do, do you want the verdict on on this one now, or do we do you want to get into spoilers first? Oh no, we do the verdict first. Okay, so just oh, do you have your videos ready? I'm I'm getting them ready. Okay. Oh, Dunkin' Donuts, everyone! Avocado toast, toasted or dude. If I'm going to Dunkin' Delicious Donuts, I do not want ca- avocado. Now at Dunkin'. No. I want a donut. Full. <laughs> All right, so we've got a mall on fire here. Uh-huh. So this would have been book two, probably. Wow. The, you can see the devastation from up here. Yeah. Of, of the book getting burnt. Mm-hmm. All right, so book two gets a burn. All right, hold up. Hmm. I don't know why this is right there. AS. Oh, okay, I got to type in the actual letters. Oh, dude, this one's great. Wait there, I just got to watch an ad. Okay. Is it for avocado toast? No, it was, I don't know, some lady doing some. So, Tom. Yes. The dreaded rating system. (laughs) Is this book... A turn it or a burn it? Steel, this book is a turn it. Oh my God. Tom has got his gloves on <laughs> in this video. He's turning. There's some serious gloves there. He's doing some serious turning. He doesn't really care if he gets to the next page. No. In the video. He's... um. It seems to be very random, which I know like this is meant to be like a calming video of page turning, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's doing it so sporadically is making me very anxious. You know what I'm saying? That and I, he's doing it quickly too. I thought the, I thought the, the sounds were supposed to be evenly paced. I got to tell you, you know what I'm doing? 
Are you are you burning the video? Right there. These bloody ads. There we go. Ooh. Wow. That's what, uh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, that was very quick. Let's do it again. That's what I'm doing to that burning video, uh, that turning video. <laughs> hey, what do you reckon? Yep. Hi. All right, so we've got ourselves a turn it after a burn it. It's bounce back. Um, Tom? Yes. It's now time for the spoiler section. And as is tradition, tradition, Tom, King Tom, King Tom Chansky will sing us into the spoiler section. Alphabet Squadron, they've got a Y wing, an A wing, a B wing, but not an X wing because everything went wrong in the second book. And I think I lost the tune of the Star Wars song, so I'll just stop singing. All right, bang. Okay. All right, hit us up, Tom. Give us the the gist of this this turnip. So, as I mentioned, Shadow Wing the TIE fighter wing is causing all sorts of problems. They do. Does are, are, the they, name, up to, are they, are they up to their old tricks? They're up to new tricks. Ooh. Does the name operation cinder ring a bell? <laughs> does it? <laughs> okay. They are carrying out parts of operation cinder. Um, in the lead up to something big for the Imperial remnant. And they are kind of being controlled. Oh, so, so we should point out for everyone else. Operation Cinder is like Palpatine had this thing of if he got killed, mm-hmm. things he wanted to ruin everything. He wanted to yep. take his bat and ball and go home. Yeah. So he had all these robots or whatever. Yep. And and they they messed up Naboo, didn't they? That was the they, saddest thing. Yeah, they were using like weather control satellites to destroy the Naboo atmosphere. And oh, all that it was day. Yeah. It was in a it was in a in a comic book series and Battlefront Two, where we saw how the the rebellion slash New Republic fought against it. Um, and as you mentioned, they they were controlled by these, or th- there were these messenger droids, these large red dro- red droids with like a mirror plate for their face. And when they needed to, c- to communicate, Palpatine's face would appear and give the orders. That's what Geo should do. <laughs> have, so a have like a little holograph or something on top. Hmm. Maybe they put, you know do like a laser show. So, so just go back to Geo, right? Does he, <laughs> okay. does do they ever ask him something, or do they tell him to do stuff like punch it, Geo, or what's going? I on? I think so. I think so. Right. You sound very cagey about this. I don't trust you. I, I, I don't remember exactly. It's It's been a few weeks since I read that book. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, so Sh- Shadow Wing is doing the whole operation thing. And we we learned that the Eureka has gone back to try and stop them herself. Um, because the leader, Soren Kais, he, he is having them do very – 
very unimperial tactics. They are, you know, salvaging every piece of equipment they could get their hands on. They are. Do you remember the the hyperspace rings that were used in the prequels and the Clone oh. Wars? He goes and collects them. They use the they hook the Tie Fighters up to those, so the Tie Fighters have hyperspace capabilities. Turn it. It it was it was a really cool concept. I love the the rings were so cool, mm-hmm. and like I loved how they introduced them in Attack of the Clones, and it sort of like backdated the the fighters a bit that they yeah. needed. Oh, I just. Mm-hmm. But I did always wonder mm-hmm. what happened. I guess most people would go back and get in their ring. Because, you know what I mean, Obi-Wan never goes back to get his ring. No, he doesn't. Hmm. What do you reckon a ring goes for? Do you reckon they're expensive or what? Do you reckon, I, like- th- I would say they are, probably are because they're the hyperspace. And that was the most expensive part of the um, – in The Phantom Menace that Watu hmm. was uh, you know, holding out for. All right, gutsy move, just leaving it out there then. But anyway. Yeah. So you got the Nava computer in there and the hyperspace mechanism. I, I think that's pretty pricey. Hmm. It's the price of victory. $9.95. $9.95. Um, so Yurika is with, with Shadow Wing as they're doing all of these things. And she is trying to communicate back to the New Republic to, to let them – Without letting them know who she is, she's trying to give them their next target. Um, the rest of Alphabet Squadron. She um, get in contact with Geode. Uh, no, Geode does not appear in this book so far as we know. Um, the rest of Alphabet Squadron is this guy Nath Tensit, who he's a former pirate. He reminds me a lot of Sawyer from Lost. Ooh. Um, there's another pilot, Will Lark. Who is? I, I, I got to tell you, hyperspace rings and Sawyer from Lost in the <laughs> same book. Oof. It's getting some buys. It's getting some yeah. buys. Um, he's a, he's a very much a goody two shoes. He doesn't want to fight, but he has to, and he's always trying to communicate to, um, the, the Shadow Wing to try it and and get them to stop fighting, but it doesn't work. Um, there's Chas Nachotic, who is um, an alien. I don't remember the exact species, but the, the one of Jabba's dancers in the Return of the Jedi special edition, not the Twi'lek, not the Rodian, but the one with the pink hair. Ah, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was into music, and she ended up spending some time with a cult in the second book. And then there's... Um, Kairos. Who's in a cult? Yeah, she ended up crash landing on a planet and this cult rescued her and she had to figure out her way to get out. Um, And she got out, but they ended up taking her music and leaving her with these recordings of their beliefs. Can you say that again? What? (laughs) Okay, so her big – she had a B-wing. Chas flew in a B-wing and whenever they went into battle, she would just – play whatever type of music she was in the mood for. A lot of times it like this like rock and punk and stuff like that. So she ended up crashing on this planet and this cult took her in. And she in escaping she found her ship and they had taken her ship and they repaired it. She had like her music under the seat. But when she escaped, she reached for her music 
And instead of it being recordings of her music, it was like their cult chants and the one up top. It looks like this is her in the cult. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This picture is a vibe. That That is. Yeah, I tell you what, if you just listen to the audio, you're missing some treats here. We've got mm. we've got Ula and Jabba's special edition dancers yep. doing the wackiest of poses together. Yeah. Like Greedo, the lady Greedo <laughs> is looking very provocative. Is <laughs> you can see everything under her orange bikini there. Mm-hmm. Oh my stars. What an image. Yeah. Continue. Um and then the final member of Alphabet Squadron is Kairos, who was this mysterious figure. Who... Oh, yes. Let's put you in the corner That's... there. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um, she was kind of, she spent the first two books in this mask and these, like this, she looked like a mummy basically. And she rarely talked. She was injured in the second book. And she comes back in, in the in the final book. And it turns out that she was injured and her body was healing and her species, she's an alien species and they're, they form cocoons like butterflies when they, they don't turn into butterflies, but they metamorphosize into their next step. And that's what she was doing. So she's much more involved in this book. She speaks, um, but she's very much the, the, the quiet, honorable warrior type. And, in hand-to-hand combat, she's absolutely deadly. As I mentioned before, Alphabet Squadron is underneath General Sundu- Harris Sundula, who in this in this book commands a captured Star Destroyer, Ooh. which is uh, really cool. And she wasn't in the second book much at all because she went off on a mission which was later shown in the Star Wars Squadrons video game. She went off to play video games. That's all. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but she is a huge character in this book. And that's probably one of the reasons I liked it so much was because you got a lot of her points of view. There were, you know, you got some of her internal monologue and thinking about, you know, her, her child. And what's that little green haired dude up to? We don't know. She just, you know, she's, she's fighting to make the galaxy safe for her child. And, you know, they mention, not by name, but they mention Kanan and... Okay. Hey, you, you reckon that Geo would make a good babysitter or what? Geo would probably be the best babysitter. Hmm. Okay. You don't mess around with the rock. Um, But her Hera's mission is to try and protect... Because right now, Shadow Squadron is playing out Operation Cinder, but they're hitting Imperial worlds that aren't loyal enough. So Hera wants to try and stop that. Um, there's they end uh, Shadow Squadron ends up setting a trap for Hera's Star Destroyer by using a bunch of buzz droids from oh, buzz Revenge droids. of the Sith that that basically take out and slow down the star destroyer for a bit. Um, we learn that keys that the head bad guy, he feels that win or lose, there's really no way for them as individuals 
to, to, to come out with their honor because if they do, if they do, if they continue to take part in Operation Cinder, they're going down a dark path. But if they, if they're stopped by the New Republic, then the, the people who are fighting underneath him are going to be in jail for a very long time. So his thing is, we just have to fight the best we can. And he has he has a plan that will play out by the end of the book. Um, there's an incident when Quell shoots one of the, the Emperor's messenger droids and they take it to a, a planet run by the, I think it's called the New Separatist Coalition, oh, a group God. of droids. And this droid repairman fixes it and he says it's it's not a computer because it's not based on numbers and logic. It's a machine that runs off of emotion. And basically the whole idea behind the emperor's droids was there, there was, there's a database on Coruscant that they reported back to. And it had information about everyone who ever worked for the empire. And it was like blackmail material and had their weaknesses and the things that they would sacrifice things for. Mm. and the droids were communicating with this database that Palpatine had and using that to enact Operation Cinder. And Keyes finds that out, and his goal is he doesn't want this database falling into New Republic hands because then the New Republic would have everything that any Imperial officer had ever done and would jail them all. So he wants to go to Coruscant and destroy it. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the 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 climax of the book is divided between Quell, she joins back up with Alphabet Squadron. They don't trust her, but they know that she wants to take down Shadow Squadron as badly as they do. So she and a few and of the pilots. She's got yeah. Um, yeah, she gets one. But it gets it gets stopped because like keys basically goes to Coruscant with her following and he takes her out because he, that's how good of a pilot he is. Um, but she She's wants dead. to go. No, they, they fight hand, hand in hand, hand on Coruscant in this like building. That's also a computer. And the rest of the climax of the book takes place during the battle of Jakku, which really? It, yeah, is I was again again that's something that definitely pushed this book into the turn it column for me because you know we 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 found out about the Battle of Jakku and a few other places Battlefront Two video game um, we know we learned a lot about it from the Final Aftermath book but it was nice that I didn't realize that this was where this book was going until about halfway through the book. Hmm. Um. And anything it was just interesting. Anything interesting? Why were they? Were they at oh, Jakku because of the secret base thing? Is that what? what or was, what, why was there a battle at Jakku? So the Imperial remnants were led by um, the the Grand Admiral that, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but everyone thought that he was going to be Snoke, Grand Admiral. Gallius oh, Rex. Gallius Rex, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, okay, so he wanted all Imperial forces there 
and they wanted to draw the New Republic forces there. And he had a secret mission that he believed was given to him by Palpatine, which was to, there was an ancient Sith weapon within the planet of Jakku that would turn the weapon into a bomb and destroy both forces. So that was during the third aftermath book, he was trying to activate that and he was stopped by Admiral Sloan. Mm-hmm. But the the rest of the Imperials obviously thought that this was the last stand of the Empire. Um and so they so the like most of the New Republic fleet showed up to try and stop them. Mm, okay. So uh, it had so did it have any bearing on the secret base or not? In this book? No, just in the whole in the universe. Is it a coincidence that they were fighting at Jakku and there was a secret base there, or are they related? They are related because that's where Palpatine wanted them to fight. Got you. So did he and, have, actually have a weapon? I know I've read that book back. Y- yes, there was a weapon there. There were also computers which had been calculating plots through the unknown regions. And so Sloan, and I'm going back to the other book now and trying to remember the exact sequence of events. When she was there, Sloan got that data and went back to one of Palpatine's ships where it was um, General Hux's father and a number of young, like Hux Jr., you know, the Hux we see in, in the sequel trilogy. The Huxtables, yeah. And a bunch of other basically Imperial kid fighters. Mm. And so Sloan and that group went to the unknown regions to meet up with the rest of the Imperial forces who Palpatine saw as strong enough who were out there. And did that become... They became the First Order. But not the Final Order. That part we don't know yet. Some of them became the final order, others stayed in the first order. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, during the during the Battle of Jakku, Shadow Wing is using this radioactive gas that they picked up on one of the Operation Cinder stops to sounds like bad gas. It was it was a very bad gas attack, um, but it was uh, it was messing with radar and it was turning them into like stealth fighters, basically. Um, and at one point, it really messes up Hera's star destroyer, so she has to. Um, and and it also didn't help. That there was a saboteur aboard the star destroyer. Oh. Um, and they have to blow it up. Uh, but Hera, there, there is a ship in one of the docking bays of the Star Destroyer that Hera uses to escape in called the Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and so she flies the Ghost during the Battle of Jakku. We don't get that much of it, but but it was one of the coolest parts of the book. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, you know, in the end, uh, the New Republic wins the Battle of Jakku. Uh, Yurika um, 
shoots or Yurika ends up killing or, you know, she defeats Kreese and stops him from blowing up this supercomputer with all the data. Um, and pretty much the whole crew ends up having a happy ending. Which is nice. So do they forgive the girl that went to the Empire and came back? They do. She and Chess actually end up together. Yeah. Um, the guy who is a pacifist, he becomes a senator, and the Sawyer guy becomes a pirate. Hey, so who she hooked up with? What ship did he drive? Oh, no, no she was in the, the, the girl, the woman with, who had the B-Wing. Who was in the music but ended up with the cult recordings? Ah, oh, so sh- so it's like a B wing, yeah, and an X wing. Yes, yes, the B wing and the X wing got together. <laughs> Just trying to work out how that would work. I'm not a starship engineer. Okay, go on alphabet style. <laughs> Tordry. Yep, Tordry. very. S foils were locked in attack positions. Oh, damn it. I love it when you talk dirty to me, Tom. Oof. Um, so the alphabetters, their, their, their story's done. Pretty much, yeah. They all, I think they, you know, they all retire from piloting at the end of this. Is this the latest in the timeline that we hear from Hera? I know because there's, I, I I guess she's in, um, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, someone's flying the ghost. Yeah, but is this the last we've heard of her existing? I I believe so. Um, there were those cartoons, but those took place right after Return of the Jedi. Oh, hi me. And she she wasn't really in well in the rebels that little final bit when she's flying the ghost with her son. I think that's after this book because her son looks to be what five or six there, and I think he's much younger here. Hmm. 
And then the Battle of Jakku. Oh, no, the Battle of Jakku is, is just after it. It's five, a, a year later. Sorry. I was thinking the Battle of Jakku was like in 20 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say after because I'm just trying to bunch all the flashbacks together in the one mm-hmm. and 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 in my head Ahsoka goes to um Sabine after the Mandalorian. Right. Right. Because she's not in that episode and now she knows where to go to get Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Pick up Sabine. Yep. Head on out there. Hey? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Okay. Um, I think I speak for you as well as me when I say we support the, the wearing of masks. Yes. Wherever suitable. So um, I'm not here to... Have a go at uh, hhs.gov, Human Health, Health and Human Services. It's a government organization. Okay. But um, they're sending a message of wear a mask and cosplay is neum numb. They, wow. That's, uh, it took me a second to see it, but yeah, that's, that's it. (laughs) I can see it. I can't, I can't do it. Alrighty, Tom. Well, that, um. I gotta say, um, I'm fine with not reading that one. Yeah, it's again, it's not everyone likes this series, and I can totally understand why. Yeah, I just it's a lot of effort to get into these new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if Star Wars is going to grow, we have to have new characters and situations, which hey. Buddy, get him up there on the old screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I'm all about it. And I'm sure what you know. And after this year, I don't think we're ever going to have a slow Star Wars period again. Yeah, I, I wonder how, um, like that will affect book sales. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? If there's four Star Wars shows a year. Do you know what I mean? Like people yeah. will, will not be as um, gagging for it. You, you could also weigh up that there'll be more fans, but mm-hmm. I would also say there's so much other stuff out there, live mm-hmm. action and more sort of critical books to read that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the Disney Plus might harm Star Wars book sales. Because, you know, you're, there's sickos like yourself getting amongst mm-hmm. everyone. But then there's people just like, oh, I'm gagging for a bit of Star Wars. Come on. Come yeah. on. A book. 
995? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think no matter what level of content we get, it's it's just going to be important to remember that not everything has to be for you. Whether whether it's books or TV shows. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, that is speaking for myself. That's how I look at it. This franchise of fictional characters owes me. Owes me. Owes you big time. Um... Yeah, like I, I'm not like I don't like I'm 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 hoping that Bad Batch just kicks me in the dick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, either way, I'll have fun watching it. But yeah, hopefully it's uh, it surprises me with that. Um, I'm not sure if that. Little Omega's a good surprise or a bad surprise. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've been thinking about that, thinking about what it could be, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't hate the, some of the crazier speculation about them. Well, how do you mean? There's been someone saying, well, "What if it's uh, Ray's father?" And I, I don't hate that. Have not heard that one. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw that the day it 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 premiered. The trailer premiered, and I was just thinking about that. It, at first, I'm like, "No, worst idea ever." But then, oh, you know, I may. I'd like to see that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's so before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So Ray's dad's the same age as um what's his name? Jason Sandula. In this, he probably would be. Hmm. I hope we get to some interesting extra bits about clones. Yeah. I, I always found that time on Camino in Attack of the Clones just, I don't know, very interesting. Mm-hmm. They, they've went there are a few times in the clone wars um but it, it i don't it wasn't what i was hoping for you're hoping for ray's dad i guess i was and i didn't even know it okay hmm. ray's dad interesting what other theories are there? Um, like it was another clone of uh, Django Fett, but it didn't look like any of the other clones of Django. Um, someone said maybe they, it was an attempt Did, at cloning a Jedi. Do we have any childhood photos of Ian McDermott? 
that we could reference to see if they've matched the bond hair or something like that. It is. It does kind of have that wave, yeah. like the the wavy hair. Hmm. I, I, admission. It took me like a day to work out that um, accents aren't hereditary. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, they're blonde. Why they talk like Django Fett? Why is that? That's weird, isn't it? And then I was driving my car and I was like, oh. Uh. I was like, it's ha- like it, it may happen to my son. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Um, excellent. Did you watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi set visit thing? The, the Yes, I did. The, the Where the... Yeah. Car was going through. Yeah, that was a uh, hey, hey. Spoiler! It's going to take place on Tatooine. I'm trying to get someone to spoil me the location so I can go. <laughs> yeah, have a good look. See, isn't it in England or is it in L.A.? No, it's in L.A. Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was in England for some reason. Yeah, we watched it on the show today, and um, there's power lines. So I've been looking up all the power lines in California. <laughs> I've, I've, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. It, I, I, it looked cool. That person's going to get in big time trouble, but it looked cool. I'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. That brave TikToker. <laughs> they say there's more to come. Love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. Well. Just like there'll be more of these to come. Any idea what we'll do next, next time, Tom? Uh, we could do Into the Dark. If you the geode book, all right. Or, I I I mean I'm reading it. I got to find out okay. about this geo. Okay. Or I'm listening to it. I, I, who so, does who 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 doesn't do Geo's voice? <laughs> Who's the one not saying everything he doesn't say? Dwayne Johnson. Ooh, I, I've heard the the like the narration isn't as good. Oh, you wouldn't know. You yeah, you read it. I I've heard the same thing. I've heard yeah. the same thing, and it's like I'm like, yeah. That I, other, I what's that other dude's name? What's the guy? That, the Mark Thompson, I think. Oh, Tomo, yeah. <laughs> keep at it, buddy. Yeah. Um, Mark Thompson is a very Australian sounding name. Mark Tom, mm. Mark Tomo Thompson <laughs> loved a sausage and is a it... game of footy. Wasn't that the name of the uh, uh, last Mark, name of Mark Jacko Jackson? Oh no, the, I'm thinking the, the guy. Who... guy. No, who played? Um, Cleeg Lars. Isn't his last name Thompson? Jack Thompson. Oh, yeah. Jack Thompson. Um, all right, Tom. Thanks to the patrons that uh, support this. You can get this every episode, the back episodes, 17 episodes. You can find out all about these books. Um, I, I read The Light of the Jedi one. Yeah on a previous episode. So it was made for made for a lot more nitpicking. I've got to tell you that much. <laughs> I might have to reread Into the Dark if you're going to read it, just so I remember everything. All those Geo, I'm going to have my little highlighter out for all Geo's monologues. <laughs> um, or mono rocks. <laughs> Rock-a-log. I was changing log to rock. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got you. Come nice. on. Well done. Thank you. Not done well enough. Um, <laughs> did I mention um, that this guy looks like Neem Numb? 
I, yeah, I could definitely see that. All right, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll find out how to listen to this thing because okay. I, I this geode, I can't. I can't trust you, and I can't trust the angry people. I I need to find out what geodes about myself. Okay. So. Nothing wrong with that. Books of Star Wars. Your fancy animation that we couldn't work out which one he was in. They should just have one titled, This is the one about the rock. This is the one. That's probably, they. at one point it was on their YouTube. They probably took it off because it was drawing attention from all of the other ones. Everyone wanted to see the rock. Nah, it's because they're twits that don't turn off the comments. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. It is baffling. I just don't get like it's because I I don't like watching them and I don't mm-hmm. look at the comments, but just knowing they're down there, mm-hmm. it's a bad vibe. Yeah. Anyway. Um I I, I don't think they should have replies on their tweets, like just turn them off. Cut off the circulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But we do all our comments on this video, but they are monitored. So I have, to, I have to approve them. Um, or there are people that comment all the time that they just go straight because they're, they're on a special list of good comment- commenters. So um, let us know what you think about, especially about Geo. That's, um, that's, um, I'm taking a particular interest in this rectangular bit of rock. So uh, let's, let's see his adventures. Imagine Geo hooking up with Broom Boy and, and Broom Boy just keeping him clean. You know, after a hard day of navigating, he just gives him a brush behind the crevice and he loves it. I, I, I would. I got to tell you, I, I, can't, like, I can't wait to find, like, when they talk about him going to another room and how, mm-hmm. I, I, might, I might wear out the MP3 file re-listening, <laughs> trying to get all this info. Ah, uh, wait! This is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, you just—it's—it's it's hard. Who would have predicted in 2021? <laughs> I, I would have spent a year not seeing anyone with a mask on, hanging out. Can't wait to read it. Things have gotten so bleak after a year that I'm like, ah, oh, they've—they've put a rock in Star Wars. <laughs> You're going to read your second book or, you know, listen to your second book in a few months span. God, I might have to upgrade to true fan. Oh, hey, only, only if you've been around since 77. That's what they say. My, no, (laughs) um, they say, ah, Tom, the Sith list. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
podcast that I'm on. We have a game called Nabu, which you are responsible for. It's so good. <laughs> you, you only say that because you're not involved in every episode. This week, right, I am involved. I'm emotionally involved. Okay. Every time it comes to Nabu, I'm like, oh, he's going to do it again. <laughs> so I listened to it this week, right? Mm-hmm. And Raj is like, oh, that's all the time we got for. We'll have a Nabu next week. And I'm like, what? I sat through all that. <laughs> do, do, let me ask you a question. What did you think of Yabu? Uh, I, like, I caught you out straight away. So <laughs> I, like, you got to let it happen naturally. Naturally. Because uh, in his Yabu, his little his little deflection was he said um, the job of the hat was played by an Irishman <laughs> and it's a Scotsman. And I was like, dude, that Scotsman is one of the original Star Wars facts burned into my mind. There was something wrong with everyone. There were multiple statements wrong with everything I said. Wow. Tis the season when you're yabooing. It's Nabu. Uh, so check out the Sith list. Lots of fun. Um I also do uh, Patreon shows for with uh, Hawes of Blue Harvest and with the Bad Motivators, which Excellent. are fun also. Excellent. Just um, fill some time for a second. Okay. Uh, the, the last episode I did of Masters of Harvest Kasi with Hawes was an April Fool's Day episode when we talked about a Star Wars related video game. And then this week we had um, – on Seismic Charges with Luke and Rashad, we talked about some X-Men comics, and Luke did some uh, audio wizard wizardry to do a great little introduction theme for that episode. Excellent. All right, well. <laughs> did I need to keep talking? No, no. I, I started playing the thing, but you uh-huh. can't hear it yet. No, I can't. And, and, no, but this girl talking has scared me. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, for King Tom, for Page Wars, may that force be with you. Keep playing. I just let this go. Everyone can fall asleep. Why is it bouncing around like this? This is so annoying. Sorry, everyone. You can go to sleep now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those nails are a bit distracting. They're big and yellow. Oh. That's how you turn a page. That's, that's a good turn. That's a good turn. I'm not sure how I'm meant to feel about this, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I meant to be sleepy or aroused? 
A little bit of both, I think. Or, or, or itchy. <laughs> Areas of different picture quality. Like here. Oh. I like the scratching. Mm-hmm. I think that may be this picture. The nail thing is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yoda bashing? Photo bashing. Oh, photo bashing. Quickly come up with unique concepts. Oh. I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) (laughs) If you just, if if we haven't really pointed out what's happening here in the audio version, it's a lady reading a book on YouTube. You gotta watch the video. This is amazing. This is this is yeah. I am actually getting some tingles. She's gonna turn it. This is a good book for turning. Jeez. Oh. This tree beard up here. Very cold. Oh. see it and still hear it all right okay may that force be with you page wars nothing but page wars okay that was fun you good yeah all right oh what number is this oh i i never looked you think i remember these things oh Next thing you'll be asking me what book we're doing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 